0: By the way, I just released my ebook, Harness the Power of Podcasting. To get a free copy, just go over to Mikosantos.co slash free book. That is M I K O S A N T O S dot co slash free book.
1: This podcast is produced and managed by Kangaroo Fern Media Lab. Australia's independent video and podcast company. We do the podcasting hard bits so you don't have to. We make podcasts easy. Book a call at www.kangaroofern.com www.k-a-n-g-a-r-o-o-f-e-r-n.com the Tribe Podcast Show is a production of Kangaroo Fern Media Lab, which is all about supporting you to start and build a thriving business. Tribe Podcast on OzPod Syndicate.
0: Welcome everybody to this week's episode. We really appreciate you joining us. This podcast really shows us how we can all learn, live and thrive off of each other. By sharing our knowledge through our conversations, we will impart some knowledge whilst learning ourselves how to progress even further.
2: Here is your host.
0: Hello, humanista. This is Nico Santos from the Tribe Podcast under Ospod Syndicate. Please welcome to another episode of the Tribe Podcast, which is it's all about business startup. If you have an idea how to scale up that business, and if you need a mentors, so we have different type of guests in our podcast show, which is can help you give you help and tips in relation with the startup and business. For today episode, we are our guest for today is on the other side of the of the <laughs> continent. <laughs> so she is Jan Cavill. Yep, and uh, she's from United, United not United States, but United Kingdom. Kingdom. <laughs> Kingdom, so an entrepreneur. She also the first 50 female entrepreneurial ambassador to represent the UK in Europe. So I'm gonna ask her, how is she, her experience about that? Please
2: welcome, as I said, Miss Jankeville. Welcome to the show. Miko, thank you so, so much for having me. I know I'm a long way away, but Australia is very dear to my heart. My son is, is now a nationalized Australian, so I have a, a special connection with you, I hope.
0: Thank you so much for your time. I know the time difference there is in the morning, and this here is going to be almost 7.40 in the evening now in Adelaide. For our listener
2: and our audience, so who is Jan Cavill? Well, wow. I am somebody with a very, very long career of starting small businesses um mostly i have been starting small ones which are more of a self-employed or sort of one or two man bands and i started one as a single mom which um because i wanted to do a lot more with my for my children i actually grew and scaled up to the multi-million mark um so i have a fair bit of experience Um, with with both very, very bootstrap businesses and scaling. And as you very kindly mentioned, I was incredibly privileged, among the other amazing opportunities I've had through having businesses. I was chosen, this was a while ago now, but I was one of the first 50 women to to represent the UK in a promoting enterprise scheme in Europe, which was a a real great honour. So that's me.
0: So, so you're saying you're the first
2: 50 female entrepreneur ambassador to represent the UK in Europe. So how is your experience about it? That was, that was amazing. As I say, it was a scheme that was started um, a fair while ago now. Um, and and it's non-existent now like all government schemes they morph into different variations Um, so we're going back a little while now but it was incredible Um, you know we were very privileged I mean I got to go to the European Parliament which is not something everybody gets to do and see the workings of that and listen to other countries as well Um, You know, and talking about their struggles, you know, which were all very different, Um, you know, with with promoting enterprise, which was fascinating as well as hopefully useful to each other.
1: Your podcast journey starts here. Take the first step on your side. Hustle with us. It starts with a great domain. Get your podcast web host with Beard and Coffee at www.beardandcoffee.com.au or find us at Facebook.
2: And um, I did a lot of, um, you know, sort of my, what we were tasked to do was promoting enterprise with schools and colleges and business groups and talking about it as much as possible to encourage people to actually consider um, running their own businesses as an alternative to employment, especially with unemployment rising as it was then. And as, as of course it is again now, you know, even if you're in employment, it's a way to Give yourself a bit of safeguarding if it's a side hustle that, you know, you've got that just in case the awful happened, you know, you'd have something to fall back on, um, you know. And, and life can take some funny turns, as, as it did with me with single motherhood. And, you know, you actually might need to, to really push on with your own business for some reason. And it's, it's a great way to lead life. I mean, I wouldn't ever have it any other way if, if you're that way inclined. It's, it's a fabulous life, as I'm sure you'll agree.
0: So how, you, how did you start it, this entrepreneurial journey? Because I'm working 95 every day. I cannot be rich for a 9-to-5 job.
2: You're absolutely right. I hated the idea of a 9-to-5 job. Um, And, you know, did start off doing them and did very badly at them because, of course, I hated doing them and therefore didn't make any effort and half time didn't turn up. And so um, it, it very quickly, I mean, I was probably barely 20 by the time it dawned on me that really this wasn't going to be the answer and I was never going to stay employed. And, you know, and I sat back and thought about it and thought, actually, you know, why do I hate this so much? It's not the working hard, which I've never had a problem with. It's um, going out, uh, you know, into strange companies that I don't like being told what to do by people who I don't have much time for. And um, just generally the lack of control of my time and my life, you know, it it was even less flexible back then where it was so much more respecting I think or many companies are of of work-life balance and things then it was you know you were expected to to work and live to work all the time Um, and I I wanted control I didn't mind the work but I wanted control of what I did and I didn't really care what I did and I had a fair bit of sales experience from um, lots of my short-lived jobs um, and actual sales training courses that I've gone on. And, of course, that's um, something I, I'm a huge fan of for anybody. Um, it's, it's There's nearly always sales jobs around, even if they're commission only, but it's still something to fall back on. And it's a huge asset if you're going to start a side hustle is just to get that experience of understanding how to sell and getting over the I-can't-do-that barrier, which we all have. Um, you know, and uh, so I thought, you know, I'm going to sell things. It doesn't really matter what. Um, and, and goodness knows I did an assortment, but it was all based about getting something and selling it and with a markup on that I could live on. Simple as that, simple interpretation of business.
0: What is your first product or service when you start your business? What, what business think, is that, if you can remember?
2: The very, very first one, I think, was selling wine. Um, yeah, and I freelanced for a wine company selling selling their wine. Curiously enough, but you know, as a, a you know, and I got a, a markup on the on the bottles, and you know, they were event invitations and visiting people and whatnot. But you know, it, it gave me my own time. It wasn't particularly well paid, um, but you know, it was it was quite fun. You got to talk to other people, and and it brought me an income. And all of a sudden, I didn't have to go to a horrible, grotty office somewhere in the back end of beyond and, you know, do a job. I was miserable, locked up in a dark room all day. So it was it was a good start, but I moved on from there and did, I think the next one was sandwiches round offices. So it really was a question of, of, you know, it didn't really matter what, but selling something. Good experience. So you love sales sell, selling <laughs> I, I, I do, do love selling now I didn't particularly like it then but I knew it was something you know I'd be I'd had enough experience I had the confidence to do it and um, you know when you're determined to make it work over the years you know you just do make it work and you scratch your head and think actually I'm getting better at this um, you know because there's nothing like practice <laughs> and uh, say so, so you do get better yeah and and then you you think this is something i do okay at so i will do it and you don't mind it half as much as you did when you wanted to curl up and die in the beginning so you started on
0: selling wine and then now you are one of the leading business uh in on, in uk so d- during that time and also right now there is a, a real gender gap in the industry
2: i mean that was that's an interesting question actually because i ended up going into manufacturing by a a complicated route because again I was selling stuff I brought in this was when by which time I had the children and I couldn't get a good enough supply so it struck me the only sensible thing to do was have my own manufacturing business which I'm not sure how sensible it was looking back on it but it, it seemed terribly wise at the time. Now, manufacturing is very, very uh, is sexist still in this country. I mean, there's no, no way around it. I was trying to think of some polite way to put it, but it, it's it's downright sexist.
1: <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by Ospad Syndicate, powered by Kangaroo Fern Media Lab. Kangaroo Fern is Australia's independent video and podcast management agency with a mission to help individuals and entrepreneurs to start their own podcast, and harness the power of podcasting. Book now via www.kangaroofern.com.
2: Um, you know, it's, it, no, no, females don't want to work in it. Um, you know, quite often I would get um, a, a state, you know, we had sort of up to 40 odd staff, at be about 44, I think, 45 at the biggest point. And there would be moments when I had no other woman in the company, not because I had any objection to it but because i couldn't find anybody who wanted to work there who was female Um, and the attitudes were very strange when things were going well with the shop floor um you know they were tolerant and accepting and you know they had a nice person in the office looking after them but they did not take it well from a woman when things were going badly you know it was a um you know, a, a sort of town and area that, you know, people, uh, the, the, the males were still senior by in the community. Um, and the women were, did tend to be sort of um, what they call it over here, which is sort of our, her indoors, you know, and, and that's, that's the woman's position still, which to me, I found really mind boggling you know, in this day and age, but but yeah, really bad. <laughs> Generally, I think um, it is a time for opportunity because I think traditional for, for for women actually, because in many ways, because and women need to to grab grab it because I think a lot of the traditionally sort of setups of of the man going out to work and all woman at home which still exist, you know, those traditional jobs may be endangered and it may be the more likely that the men will get redundant or just as likely. And it may be the woman who has to become innovative and become the the new breadwinner. And, you know, why not? You know, roles will be up for grabs. I think it'll be a much more even time and, and all the good for it.
0: Okay. So the reason why I'm asking that question, because you are a member of Women Influ- Influence Community. So yes. can, you, can you tell us
2: what is it? The Women Influence Community is really been, was started to promote, um, you know, the, the women role. And they, they believe that it's perfectly possible to be a feminine woman, but still promote a career um, you know, you can actually stay a stay a woman and do it, which it which I think is, is fine, you know. I don't think it I don't think it matters. I think it should be what you're comfortable as. Um, you know, for a lot of them are very glamorous ladies and it's probably uh they they glamorise me by long, long, jaw, um, you know, but um, so I just I just think you should, you know, that we all should be able to be authentically ourselves, to be honest. And if we want to wear old dungarees or if we want to put half ton of fancy hats and lipstick on, whatever it is, you know, you should be you. Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss an episode
1: by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now back to the show. You've been in the business for a long
0: time. So why from business to an author? Can you tell me what? your journey in can you tell me your journey in in writing this book? Why why scale for success?
2: Scale for Success came about. Well, actually, while I was while I was still in business, I started writing because I'd always wanted to write. It was it was you know sort of uh, as I explained, all the business stuff was uh, an necessity to earn money, and I'd always had a bit of a dream of writing. And while I had the furniture business, I started writing for a digital publication online called Real Business, and I loved it. You know, it was. Well, all of a sudden I was, you know, I could see that my absorption with what I was doing was at a whole different level to anything else. Um, so when I t- t- sort of t- thought I'd retire, which didn't last very long, but when I thought I'd retire, I thought, um, so, you know, this is a per- perfect opportunity to write you know can i write can i you know am i good enough all the usual things we we say to ourselves when we go into a new career and um you know i i i tried a few ideas around so well what do i know about and so with particularly with the furniture business um, i was taking it up as, a, as i mentioned to the sort of multi-million mark and that leap from one million up is such a tough one you know i'm told now by, because i've talked to a lot of people about it that it's probably the toughest of all the leaves in business um i mean starting is jolly really hard i'm not saying it isn't it isn't really tough but you know one or two companies get a lucky flow and they get going and everything else but that transition between 1 million and, say, 10 million, just is a completely different animal altogether. And a lot of founders don't expect it, Um, myself included. You know, I thought it was just going to be absolutely the same, but bigger. And and it isn't, of course, um, at all. And so I thought, well, maybe I could do this writing and I could write about all the things I got wrong, which were lost and um also you know some of the things that i learned that were right and involved some other people um in it and put together a solid book that i would have absolutely loved to have had myself when i was doing that scale and then but i mean the whole thing has been an absolute dream come true um because last christmas i thought ah i've started this thing you know, what do I do? Do I self-publish? Do I get a publisher? Ah, panic. And I, I was, um, I had a fairly quiet Christmas. So I put in a submission to Bloomsbury Publishing and said, ah, I've got this book. And um, they rang me and said, come in for a meeting. You know, which is in, in the publishing world, is just unheard of. Good luck. It was timing, serendipity. You know, the gods were smiling. I don't know. I was uh, very lucky and goodness knows grateful person um and so so here we are um the book called scale for success is uh all about scaling that gap and lots of advice in it from some incredible people including i have to say um some wonderful australian entrepreneurs um who have contributed um who've who who i have been fascinated to hear their stories um from, from you, um, both male and female ones. Um, an incredible, uh, it's, been, it's been such a privilege, Miko, I can't tell you. It's been wonderful talking to them and getting their the contributions.
1: We are Independent Podcast Network. We are Guerrilla Podcast Syndicate. Would you like to hear your brand while supporting quality podcasts? Contact us now at advertise at Syndicate
2: com so yeah it's out on the 2nd of february um officially in the uk so it's out um on kinder then for, for the rest of the world but it will be coming hard copy to australia as well because of course bloomsbury published with you too. so uh,
0: that's fantastic i'm gonna grab one
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: thank you so much yeah so before we wrap up the the podcast i just have one question for you. Any advice to women in a startup or already in the business industry on how to grow their business or how to start up, particularly during what? this during this pandemic?
2: Um, I think starting up, you know. I have a a friend who says, who who talks a lot about starting up and, and does some wonderful things over here, encouraging startups. And he says to people, you know, just avoid the debt. Start off, if you have one client, you have a business. Focus on getting a customer and go from there. And then, you know, if you get two customers, but don't get too hung up on this whole right at the start with a bootstrap business you know complicated plans and providing you haven't got any debt you don't need to do that you need to think a bit like i did get something that you can sell and then see if they would have preferred something slightly different and refine it um you know it's experimentation just avoid the debt if you can you know so do it as a side hustle or save a bit of money to do it or whatever um, and test for water, but just keep on selling something and making some money. And then you're better off than you were before. Um, don't be frightened by it, I think is my startup, my startup advice. Scaling, different thing. Um, I think you want to um, give some very careful thought in advance to whether your business is scalable and why you're doing it, because it's very tough. And a lot of people start businesses for freedom, for like I did, um, for um, not necessarily to, to run a big business. And then we take on this idea that it's the right thing to do, to have a big business, and it isn't for everybody. But if it you know, and people actually ruin good businesses scaling for the wrong reasons, but um, If you decide to scale, then you want to spend some time really planning it and nailing it. You don't just wander into it. You want to have um, the right systems in place. Um, Again, uh, uh, quoting somebody Australian, there's a lovely book called Systemology by David Jennings, who who is over with you. Um, And that's great on uh, advice to get your systems going. Um, and then, um, yeah, of course, that's the crucial, crucial thing. You need the right people in place if you're going to scale. Um, and you know, again, we drift into it and think we've got. Well, if if you're strong on sales like I was, it's very easy to drift in and think you know, when we need people, we'll get them. But by then, you're too. It's too late. You actually need to, to plan it all out in advance if you're going to scale. Put a solid foundation. Put a solid foundation in place to do it with.
0: That's a great tips and advice. Thank you for that. So do you have anything to say to uh, to our listeners and our audience as well?
2: Um, just believe in yourselves and you'll do a great job and enjoy it. You know, don't do it if it's not fun, because if you haven't got the passion, um, you know, then you haven't got much chance of success. But it should be fun. And, and make it make it fun.
0: Thank you for that. So thank you very much, John, for your for your time, for your time today for the, our podcast. So, so so to our listener and to our audience as well. So I'll put all the links on our okay. show on our show notes. The website of Jan Kivel at that so that Jan co uk so we'll That's put it. that on the show notes. So thank you so much again for My your pleasure. time. I know you're a busy person but thank you for the time that you're giving to the tribe podcast
2: oh my pleasure
0: hopefully our audience and listener get some help and tips on in relation with the startup looking to get a business especially during pandemic a lot of people are thinking of getting an online business because they're stuck up uh, and uh, stay at home so thank you for that advice and tips also, thank you so much to Kangaroo Firm Media Lab. So they are the podcast management service who is producing this podcast. So if you have, if you want to book or if you want to do a podcast or launch a podcast, just go to www.kangaroofirm.com. And thank you so much. See you again next week. Thank you.
1: This podcast is brought to you by OSPAD Syndicate, powered by Kangaroo Firm Media Lab. Kangaroo Fern is Australia's independent video and podcast management agency with a mission to help individuals and entrepreneurs to start their own We are Independent Podcast Network. We are Guerrilla Podcast Syndicate. Would you like to hear your brand while supporting quality podcasts? Contact us now at advertise at Are you ready to finally start your own podcast? Maybe you already have one, but need a podcast manager to help you level up. We're here for either. Book a call at www.cangrofern.com. www.c a n g a r o o f e r n dot com.